Welcome, listener, to the summary of X Podcast. <laughs> Insert name of podcast here. Chapter One Maps and Legends. Three of the party, Asterius the Minotaur Sailor, the Leoden Paladin Ogner Proudmain, and the Furbold Cleric Weenus have journeyed together for some small prior adventures typical of sailing, and have met the fourth young tiefling sorcerer, Baracus, after finding him floating alone on the ocean. In the midst of some shore leave, Asterius had gotten so inebriated that he came across the wrong side of the law. In a spat, his three other companions were caught up with him in prison to wait for his eventual sobering. In having to wait that long, they missed the end of their leave, and the boat they were on departed without them. Now they were in need of a new job and a new boat. Seeing a want ad on the public boards, they head for the Salty Loss, a tavern in the town. Seven of Negras After Dark is the appropriate meeting time. I thought that was awkward, but okay. Uh, shoot, should I start over? <laughs> oh, I don't know. But whatever you want. Okay. Um. Oh, I missed. I missed a paragraph. That's why. Okay. So now they were in need of a new job and a new boat. Seeing a want ad on the public boards, they head for the Salty Loss, a tavern in the town. The wanted ad read as follows. Wanted, a group of travelers wanted for quest. Not fatal. Ocean-going experience is a must. Inquire at the salty loss. Seven of Negras, after dark. The adventuring party heads to the tavern, and after getting a tip from the barkeep in exchange for a round of ale purchases, heads to the fire to meet the purple one, Violet. She holds a weathered map and is also desirous of a boat to make way to the treasure, an emerald eye of Mad Martin. With the party's present options being striking a bargain and stealing a boat, the cleric and Ogner uh, decided to drink and turn their gaze from any possible shenanigans. At the docks, multiple ships were peered at, and only one seemed to be sitting unmanned and unguarded, aside from the general awareness of the city watch. While attempting to sneak onto the boat, Violet triggered an alarm and woke the owner and sole sailor of the boat. What's the captain's name? Heward Vortan. <laughs> Heward Vortan! After attempting to bargain their party as ship's crew and getting rejected, Baracus came to Violet's rescue from the awkward social situation. After convincing the sailor that this was an all just an unfortunate mistake, Baracus shoots near him with a frost ray. It was supposed to be at him, to be. It just, it just wasn't aimed very well. Asterius, sensing trouble, leaps onto the boat and takes a swing at the sailor, ensuring a fight will take place. After several hits, the magical sailor blinds Asterius as Baracus casts Violet to sleep. The sailor runs, pleading to Baracus to stop the fight, and Baracus whispers no as he casts sleep once more. The sailor of the ship falls to the ground, asleep. After binding the sailor and capturing him in the cabin, Baracus heads back to the salty loss to retrieve Agnar and, oh, I'm sorry, Agnar and Weenus. They come drunkenly and ask to meet the captain kind enough to take them on as passengers. 
Baracus swallows his pride and, following through with the lie he used to convince the lawful members of the party, apologizes for his part to Heward in the escalation of the fight. Baracus extends an offer to split the proceeds with him, and of the one-sixth share belonging to Baracus will give him an additional half. As such, we, the party, have met Captain Heward Vortang, the, the bard of the ship Moonbeam, assigned to Venus that this is the most holy of directions and venters, blessed by the goddess Monara. After some bargaining over our hostage banjo and some questioning glares about what heading we were taking, Captain Heward examines the map that Violet holds, confirms its authenticity, and we head to the island better known as Crescent Bay. Totally forgot about the banjo hostage. That part was great. Sorry. No worries. Do, do we want to discuss any other like little snippets that might be missing? Or no, I think oh. you covered it. Okay. It was, it was good. Anyone else? Nobody. No. Good on my end. Okay. Chapter two: Jerking for Jerky. While sailing towards the Crescent Bay, about a day out from our port, there appeared behind the crew five harpies. All of them but one were slain. Baracus attempted to make harpy jerky from the bodies. Asterius went shark fishing, but did not succeed on the conversion to food. A trip ashore gathered some rations. Asterius and Violet agreed that Heward is not to be trusted on his own. Some research and stories of elves were told over the course of the evening. La la when did, la. When did the elf stuff happen? Did I miss that? Um, I believe there was some discussion about like what elves are like, or like I I don't really remember the end of the session. I got I got rather um, after uh, drinking some rum. Yeah, I was I was yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Well, whatever. Okay. Does anybody else remember anything else particular <laughs> note worthiness? Not oh, not just... particularly. I remember I would, that the, I remember it happened because we found out there were four different types of elves or whatever. Right. <laughs> but I don't I don't recall why that was a topic of conversation. I didn't want to go into detail about uh, Asterius's disastrous attempt to butcher a shark. <laughs> I, I would I mean, love I to hear about it. Uh, well, basically, what happened is uh, as as Baracus was making his harpy jerky, I uh, decided to go start shark fishing. Succeeded in wrestling the shark up on the deck, at which point my nature check to to uh, extract Rival. food from it uh, ended up in a as a one, and basically I just smashed it into whatever, I smashed it into oblivion somehow. <laughs> operating operating with the lights off, Rimworld style. Like, the idea of like Asterius the Minotaur being like, and now to push to this shark and just punches it. Like, <laughs> like he's oh, playing God. Ark. Or, he's like playing Ark or something. He just punches stuff to get the meat off of it, you know? <laughs> um, I did. I do think that we learned about the different types, uh, I'm sorry, tribes of elves and um, I think the most noteworthy of those was that we, like somebody had asked, I think after my purpliness, and we were talking drow and how drow aren't really a part of this world. It's more that the dark elves are of the earth tribe and live in um, adobos. Is, it, is that the word for them? Like the inside the mountainside or canyon hut dwellings. 
is all kind of coming back to me now. Yeah. And then we had um uh we had an air tribe of elves, but I forget where they lived exactly. I thought we talked about those, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the air tribe of elves lives near the dwarves and the red dragons on the other continent. It's mm. a good place for them. Yeah, we'll never find those guys. <laughs> Chapter three. The, the the air tribe of elves are uh tri- are, are also the traditional avarial. Not all of them have wings, but some of them do. Cool. We just, kill- we just killed wingy things. <laughs> yeah, harpies are not avarial in any way, a shape, wing- or form. A, wing- a wingaling dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Harpies only have wings. They don't have arms and wings. <laughs> they only um, have them. In some campaign, some GM will, or some DM will allow me to use a dragonborn that I will make Trogdor. I think it'd just be funny to <laughs> like you you land on a continent and it looks very cartoony and there's cottages being burninated. <laughs> <laughs> Go forth and figure out how to help. Okay. <clears throat> Chapter 3. The Festival of Altan, Part 1. Fresh Threshen. During a provisions run, we noticed that up the cliffside on the main continent, over a rise, there were fires up in the trees. Large fires. Curiosity entices us onto the shore, and we are nearly sent to an early sandy grave by crabs! Large coconut-sized crabs with nearly impenetrable armor. Fortunately, Despite a frozen mishap from Baracus to Ogner's backside, we overcome our predicament and are able to largely feast on the salvaged crab meat. Attempting to survey the fires, we head up to the trail to the town. It is a festival of the oh, I'm sorry, festival of the harvest variety to one of the lesser, as, lesser aspects of Karametra, one Altan, who has a greystone statue of a slim man in the town. Asterius and Violet get lost and swayed by the drunken crowds, whilst Ogner and Baracus investigate what this festival involves, mostly a cooking competition. The party sets up shop in the Cast Iron Skillet Inn, and Baracus does his best to gather the revelers of the party to their rooms. Nana. Beautiful. Baracus is not distinguishing himself in combat. <laughs> he's he's not what distinguishing himself in combat so far i've oh. missed a bunch and put my team to sleep right. mm-hmm. asterius i'm beginning to i'm beginning to realize is like a combat only character so. <laughs> <laughs> i do nothing impactful that doesn't involve hurting people <laughs> you got lost and drunk well i yeah that's i suppose i if that's a Good thing. I don't really know. <laughs> Not sure yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's all right. Mm-hmm. So, um, chapter four's kind of explanation kind of got a bit long. I'm not really sure how to cut it down, though. A lot of stuff happened in that episode. Well, but they're going to hear chapter four, right? Because this um, is going to be before. Yeah. Right. So this would just be like a written summary at the bottom or whatever. So if you wanted to read spoilers, you could. No. <coughs> Pardon. Pardon. Um. 
<laughs> the reason why there are large fires as a little like separate sentence in the middle of that is because from Violet's perspective, fires are kind of like key moments in her life <laughs> as far as her background goes. Yikes. So um hence the salamander nearly <laughs> becoming yeah. a problem. But, All right, ooh, you take I... care of these. I'm gonna go and uh get these guys up. Okay. You left her alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. That's a great exchange. <laughs> oh, that's um, funny. But yeah, uh as those were the first three chapters of our glorious little podcast. Now everyone's caught up. They'll figure out what happens next time. <laughs> well, <laughs> It's like chapter negative two, negative one, and zero. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, so this game is being played in Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition. Um, Josh, can you, uh, when when you guys are doing audio editing or posting this, can you put like a map of the world up? Is that uh, a thing that's possible? I guess I haven't really looked into that. I'm not sure we could find out. I, I can't answer the question right now because I don't know. But I could okay. definitely get back to you on that. Where would you post I would... the podcast in particular? So so from my understanding, I don't know how the posting and everything goes yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but from my other friends that like do podcasts, they post it on like everything. They post it on like yeah. Like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, blah, 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 blah. And just like every podcast available. I don't know if that means I'm going to have to go through and make an account for each of those and just upload it. There's a, there are places where you can upload a single podcast and it will automatically like um, distribute it out. Okay. Is that Anchor? Isn't that what you guys use? That's what we we used Anchor. Was that a paid service? I don't think so. If it is, I uh, fuck. Oh, run money. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if we were to do uh, in so so you have your podcast right, you can post images for your albums or whatnot, and yep. it might be good to post the segment of the image of the map that we can like zoom in and get a snip of or whatever to show the journey thus far or whatever, like um. Almost like a YouTube video. Because <clears throat> otherwise, I feel like it's going to be too big of a full image that nobody's going to be able to tell what's going on in it. Yeah. And I wonder if. So I've seen and I've seen this on Spotify. So sure. Anchor is actually linked. Anchor is actually made by Spotify. It is free to use. Nice. Sweet. Because like I've seen. Like when I've listened to like um Crit Sandwich's podcasts, they have their the way they have it is like so with your idea like changing like the picture thingy, they had it like where for because for their different campaigns, each one had like a different like uh corresponding picture, I guess. So you knew you're listening to the same grouping. Mm-hmm. That would make so it, it could do something kind of like that, maybe. So like like uh like you said, like okay, these are taking place in this area so they could have a picture of this area or something like that. Right. 
something like that. I don't know. We, we I mean, we could work out the semantics and, and stuff, but, and I got to look more onto that side of it too. Um, is it called anchor? Is it just called anchor? Like anchor app? Yeah. Or? yeah just, I, I searched anchor podcast. Okay. Um, random change of subject. Cause that's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, anybody in here play their billions? Play what? Uh, there are billions. They are billions. They are. I, billions. That sounds familiar. I haven't played it though. It's a zombie tower defense RTS. Okay. It's not really tower defense. It's like a it's a zombie RTS with the tower defense aspects. Yeah, I'm looking at like some gameplay it's, footage. If you uh, if you like. Real time strategy it is. It kind of looks like a, it's almost like fantastic. a phone game. It's not a phone game, is it? No. Okay. How it's dare not... you, sir? Well, I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's fantastic. I mean, it's fantastic. It's like the best okay. one. I mean, you know, it depends on what you're looking for. Like the the premise of it is well, that's not the premise of it. But you know how like in older RTS, like you would. Um, in the campaign part specifically, you would end up building like this amazing, super awesome mega base, and by the time you had it built, the mission was over. Yeah. Um, this game, you build the mega giant meat grinder, and hopefully, you build it fast enough that when the game throws thousands of zombies coming at you from every direction, you oh, have enough to hold them off. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's uh. So the strategy is to make the big whackum. Yeah, it's to make the big meat grinder and you grind the meat. Yay. And it's, uh, if you have any interest, I wouldn't watch videos. Um, because I don't know how much it costs now. I got it early access. If it's not expensive, the, the campaign was not out when I first played it. So the campaign is just kind of meh. The survival mode's where it's at. And the first, like, I don't know. The, the the first playthrough on survival, I feel like, worth the price of the game by itself. Just like the whole shit factor is. I don't know. It's great. It's, and then the, the fun thing about it is, it's like, it can be anywhere from like, the difficulty is really well tuned to where you can have it anywhere from like, I'm just building a big old meat grinder, la da da da, to like intensely, impossibly difficult. Hmm. Cool. <clears throat> so, Ogner, uh, yes. Scott had me mention that um, you, like, was there a point where you were talking to Heward before you left the boat and you got some stuff from him? I did. I got a, a pencil and mm-hmm. a notebook and I am taking notes during the festivities. Like, okay. Like, like, so pretty much I'm essentially like journaling what has happened, what we've done, things that I've seen, stuff like that. Okay. Cause I think, um, I, I think what might end up happening is that Violet's going to end up with that <laughs> at some point. I don't know if it's going to be like next episode or if I'm going to make a goal, but of it for later, but I kind of want that to be like the journal for where she's keeping track of the of what's happened. Far. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Because yeah. Then I, that's how I found. Well, me as the person found out that Heward is also the inventor of the pencil. I believe. Yes, we discussed yeah. that. Yeah. 
Yeah. So. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Completely blew hey, by this that. This guy's famous. We stole <laughs> his boat and he's famous. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's futurely famous. Creates Heward's handy spice Heward's sack. Handy haversack. Yeah. And and Heward's handy spice pouch. Yeah, spice pouch. So That's... I'm guessing as far as like the NPC story is concerned, that's why he wants you to, like to document everything that's going on, and like that's why I'm hoping that you guys get. Uh, uh, that's that's why like he doesn't necessarily know about the reward you guys would get from like winning the competition, but mm-hmm. if you guys got that, it would further his schemes for uh, the spice pouch infinitely. <laughs> Oh, so like the 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 ladle, the soup ladle of Altan, or the, the ladle. The ladle's cool, right? Like, yeah, they, that, they but that's the not the one you're talking book. about. Yeah, no. the recipe book also was there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Though, that that ladle is gonna be pretty cool. If I remember it, I'm trying to look here. What I all put down? I think nobody... like every like every like once a week we can produce enough food for like just create a fuck ton of food. Yeah. <laughs> food and water. <laughs> yeah, so like we'll never have to stop for essentially progress. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. That was crazy. And then uh I think and then also if you like eat out of it it has something. I got to find where I put the description. I put it somewhere. It can create x amount of food, x amount of water. Yeah. Which you Once. cannot create moving yeah. at high oh, speed. We get extra an extra one d four total die, hit die or health if for a when, short rest. When it, if you make the food basically right, if you, if you use its ability during a short rest, it works like the bard's song of rest ability. Where if you yeah. spend hit dice during a short rest to regain hit points, you will regain yeah, an additional d four. Yes, that's awesome. Excellent. Not a not an additional D four per hit die, just an additional right. D four hit D4. points. D four. Yep. That's still good. Yeah. But we gotta. Uh, I was told ahead of time we are going to have to get it uh, identified. 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 Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I just realized how tall I made Ogner. He's pretty tall. Leonin are pretty tall. Mm-hmm. Well, Brett's Brett's like six eight. Oh wait, did, no, we Too I didn't soon. make him that. Didn't we roll? We rolled for our height, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Brett's Brett's fucking huge. Weenus is enormous. <laughs> Brett has an enormous weenus, is what I'm saying. <laughs> it's another. There's another soundbite for you. <laughs> <laughs> He oh, has several funny. enormous sweenesses, doesn't he? Nah, nah, <laughs> yeah. nah. I only know yes. one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one weenus is enough for me. <laughs> well, you don't weird. have two. You might be having problems. <laughs> <laughs>